on today's jam session, we need to talk about Dominic West, don't we, Amanda? <laughs> There's a lot to discuss. There really is. Let's unpack it. Let's go. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. We're going to talk about Meghan and Harry. There's a crown trailer. We'll hit that too. A little J-Lo. But first, topic that we're genuinely excited about. Thrilled to have a a little um, textbook celebrity snafu, should we say, to talk about. And that is with the latest with Dominic West, who released a letter today to the public. And... (laughs) Amanda, would you like to explain what this letter said? Sure. So number one is this textbook, because I think this is going to be a really expansive segment bringing in um, Ancestral Castles and the Showtime series The Affair and Lily James and, you know, many other things. But it is all about um, a familiar celebrity narrative handled in the most unexpected way possible. <laughs> so I just, I I don't, I'm just really still at a loss for words, but I'll find a lot of them. So here are the basics. Over the weekend, Dominic West and Lily James, who are starring together in a BBC adaptation of The Pursuit of Love, the Nancy Mitford novel. So, I mean, Amanda is already on board. Uh, we're so f- in for you. I know. It's very exciting. They were photographed in Rome on a a romantic trip together. And they were at the Spanish Steps, which I frankly thought were closed down and you couldn't visit anymore because of some tourism restrictions, not having to do with COVID. I think they just were like too many people walk on the Spanish Steps. But again, I have not been to Italy in many years and probably will never be allowed to go again. Um, They were at a cafe. They were definitely um, in some intimate (laughs) Um, embraces, if you will. Um, And they were splashed across the British tabloids. It's like a very classic, like Dominic West married, caught an affair with Lily James, the kind of shame, you know, but we've seen this before. Here's the short headline the Daily Mail was using. Mm -hmm. Lily James and married Dominic West passionately kiss in Rome. 
Well, I, it, it's more factual than usual for the Daily yeah. Mail, to be quite honest. I mean, those are the people in question. He is uh, still married, as we're going to discuss later. And the, the photos do look quite passionate. Also, like they're in Rome and they are they, they are wearing masks some of the time, but it does have this really retro feel. We have not seen like a celebrity couple or a, you know, celebrity cheating couple gallivanting around Europe like they're in a Fellini film in some times. Right. And for me, at least it, here in Los Angeles, where there are still mega COVID restrictions, you know, and I like anyone who's listening in Europe it, or really anywhere, honestly, because it's, it, it's continuing to be a very tricky situation, but it, it's an evolving situation everywhere. And this looked like it was a photograph from, you know, from, from simpler times, at least with respect to being in public. Um, so that all happened and then woke up on Tuesday to an impromptu press conference given <laughs> by Dominic West and his current wife, Catherine Fitzgerald, um, outside their England home. It's their home outside of London. And they came out together to give a, a statement of, you know, we're still happy and we're still together. And they posed and they like were photographed kissing. Um, and then they <laughs> and then they handed the press like a, a handwritten press statement. And it like it, it, I'll just read what it says, and it's in quite nice handwriting. Our marriage is strong and we're very much still together. Thank you. And then they each signed, they signed it, <laughs> Catherine and Dominic. And they they made this statement and then they handed out a single piece of paper with the handwritten note to the press as like their, their public handout statement and then left. And I am just, I will post a link to the photograph of the statement. I Nothing has brought me more joy in 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 celebrity 2020 than this extraordinary i completely agree the note pushes it over the edge um i'm a big uh like note person to myself like i take notes on monogram pads and like love love to distribute a note but like rarely do i have the occasion so i'm so happy that they got this you know it just feels feels really big and really happy for them that this, this happened really unhappy for them. Um, if this is causing marital strife, but let's just talk about the pictures of him and Lily James. And, and also like, I mean, so yes, as you said, they're in Rome. Um, some of the photos like look like they're from the affair, like mm -hmm. in, in the affair, which Dominic West, some of some you may know him from the wire. I know him as Noah Soloway from the affair. who is just <laughs> an absolutely hateable, reprehensible character. He, mm -hmm. um, his whole thing is that, you know, he's having an affair and, uh, his wife is played by, um, Helen. sorry. Her name is Helen and she's played by Maura Tierney and she's absolutely amazing. I'm obsessed with her and her style and everything about her. And so I just hated Noah. And this just feels like such a Noah move to like in, in the show, him and, um, Ruth Wilson, who plays Allison, go to Block Island and have like a torrid affair weekend, essentially. And this this feels so much like that, but it's Rome. And there's pictures of them uh, on a scooter and <laughs> Why um, not? Make, making out at a uh, outdoor cafe and a lot of conspicuous shots of his left hand where he is not wearing a wedding ring. And mm -hmm. it's sort of like he couldn't have positioned himself worse for this to be caught on camera. If it's as it seems, um, it's also like, because of the way that 
Lily James is wearing a mask and the way her hair is currently styled for whatever role she's in. Um, she looks a lot like Ruth Wilson in these pictures. <laughs> like, <laughs> If you didn't know, you'd be like, oh, this is the affair. They must be doing some flashbacks. Ruth Wilson's character died on the affair. Uh, lots of problems on that show. It's for another day. Anyway, <laughs> it's just like honestly shocking. And we're just like, I've gotten more of Lily James than of anyone else in recent months. We just saw her with, with Chris Evans in a park in London. Let me just say about Lily James and the fact that she was photographed with Chris Evans a few months ago, and now she's being photographed with Dominic West in the sense of Lily James being a young single person who is dating other attractive people. Good for her. I, that's, I I support her. And honestly, it, it seems like a reasonable amount of timeline. Like Chris Evans is not living in the UK. So I did not expect them to get married. So that's, that's fine. Well, put aside the married stuff for a second. You brought up how the photos looked like they were in the affair. And I did think of that. I also thought of another, um, you Lothario Dominic West character, which is the character he played in the hours, which Mm. is like a, 50s, 60s um, UK newsroom show, essentially. And he plays the news anchor who definitely cheats on his wife. It's sort of a recurring thing for Dominic West. Um, But I was just taken aback by how many photos there were and just how in public it all was. And it's so interesting when these things happen. There is a classic narrative. We all respond a certain way, which is like, you got got. And, you know, we all bring in our like puritanical cheating things. And we'll talk more about Dominic West and his wife and their response. And I just, I like, I honestly have no idea what their marriage is. I have no idea what his relationship with Lily James is. I don't, and I like, and I don't want to jump too much into the, like, how dare you? Um, just it's it, cause it doesn't help, but it definitely seems like they didn't want these photographs to be taken based on the response um, with his wife. And I just don't know how you let this many photographs get taken. Like this is just very obvious in public behavior. Yeah. I, I guess they weren't aware of a lot of them. My guess is they probably weren't that it wasn't obvious, but they really followed them all over the city. And there's just like a lot of people a lot of events that they captured. Um, it's also, as you said, like it's the most touristy areas, like including the Spanish steps. I also, you have to wonder, like given the state of Italy and Europe with COVID, like how did, how did they get tipped off to this? Essentially? I, I, I you know, there were pictures today of Zoe Kravitz shooting, um, Catwoman in London. Mm-hmm. And so I would guess that there's so little celebrity activity, like like there's no red carpets, not a lot of events, that it's sort of like in some ways easier for paparazzi to hone in on where to find people who are filming things abroad, abroad for us. I mean, obviously it's local if you're English or you're in the case of Dominic West and Lily James, if you're Italian. So I guess, I guess there's that, but like, I do feel like the paparazzi, um, like lifestyle or whatever, however their jobs are done has been disrupted at the moment. So I I wonder if that like contributes to it. Like they feel like there's like almost like a false sense of security because of COVID and then there's not. Um, I don't know. I do think that as a result of some productions, like conspicuously starting up again, it makes it a little bit easier to attract those people. I think that's true. And even in the case of Zoe Kravitz and also Robert Pattinson was photographed back on the set of the Batman with a set, 
even in COVID where there are reduced numbers and there's like increased security, it's like a, it's a production. It's a, it's a traceable thing. You can, if you can figure out where the set is, you're going to know that a certain person is going to be nearby it. And, you know, to your point, Dominic West and Lily James were in like very conspicuous places in Rome, places that are recognizable on films. So maybe you're just hanging out and you happen to catch it. I just, they do not seem to be hiding anything. And you're right that it's also, they don't seem to be aware. And we've talked all about this and the invasiveness of paparazzi. And we are probably catching like a pretty private moment here in a way that is like definitely gross and definitely invading people's personal lives, as we will talk about in part two of um, this topic. But I just, I, I always wonder in how people are managing these things. And normally in previous times when we would have seen something like this, we would have been like, this is staged just because of the yeah. number of photographs and just like the variety of behavior. And I don't think that this is staged, but I am a little bit like guys, um, like, I don't know, maybe don't sit at the outdoor cafe. I, I don't know. And, and that's not to, COVID. Th- their only that's, option. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and that's not to criticize the behavior, but just more like the, I'm confused by the press strategy of it all, which is a great segue into part two. I cannot imagine being his wife and being like, yes, I'm, I'm willing to cooperate with you today in in making this display or maybe not even cooperate, but like, I can't imagine having to be in the same room as Dominic West. If I was her husband, her, his, if she, if he was my husband, even if like I knew about it, like it's just the, the attention at courts would make me so angry. I like, I would be like, stay inside, just stay in your hotel room, stay on set, whatever. <laughs> so annoying. I, I agree with that. Although I just, I, I guess I don't understand why you do the press conference unless you are I, I do understand, actually. You have four children. And they have four children. They were married, I believe, in 2010. And they have four young children. So possibly part of it is just trying to like make things okay publicly for your kids. And also, frankly, we don't know like what the arrangement is. I- I'll be honest. I only know Dominic West through the characters that he plays on TV. But from what I understand, you'd have to be like pretty open-minded. Um, and that's a projection. And that's confusing fiction and reality. But I who knows? All marriages are different. I still find the handout to be the quirkiest, <laughs> weirdest, funniest thing. Who and got the handout? Was it just like affixed to this, this like stone wall for everyone to see? No, I, it, they, like they were photographed holding the handout and then they like handed the piece of paper to the photographers. So like, I, I really think they were just like, here's how we're going to handle this. And we'll do like a very short photo call. And then like, here's our statement but they just did it like handwritten calligraphy style. I found the photo call also like baffling. Like it's, it it just was a full court press between the handout, the press conference and like a walk around for photos. It was sort of like the opposite of the Rome pictures where it was like full court press unintentionally. And it was just sort of like met all of the volume of activity there with volume of activity today to like push those photos down or something. The old ones. I guess so. It just seems like such an aggressive strategy because this is one where I, I, whatever their arrangement is, I really think it would have been okay to be like, you know, we're still married and like, this is, we please respect our privacy. Um, or like, this is fine. This is none of your business. And instead, 
they did like a weird stand by your man photo call. And then the handout, the handout led me because I just, where is the publicist in all this? That is, I don't know. I can send the email with the statement for you. So the agencies have it. You don't have to write it down. It makes me think that there's no publicist involved, although there must be. Um, it is fascinating to me. And it just made me want to learn more about them. So then I started Googling them. And I really, really recommend to anyone who has not seen the 2018 Architectural Digest feature with Dominic West and Catherine Fitzgerald's family, it, it, Catherine Fitzgerald, his wife, it features a tour of Glen Castle, which is the Irish and ancestral home of Catherine Fitzgerald which is a fact that Dominic West shares proudly in the first 13 seconds of the video. And then it just goes from there. And they know a ton about the history and Catherine Fitzgerald is a landscape designer and has kind of taken on like the preservation of her family ancestral home, which is by the way, just a ridiculous phrase. It's a ridiculous phrase that, um, that they keep saying. And they both seem a bit charming and daffy in a way that helped me at least understand the note a bit more. And I like, maybe they just don't cut follow to 2020 media. And they were like, yeah. this is just how we'll do it. And it'll be fine. I like the picture of them where they walk, like walking out of the home and the note is in her hand. I like it. Cause also it shows the scale. It's a full eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. It's not like a notepad, <laughs> the headline around it's like taken from their printer, perhaps. Um, and Who I hasn't think been a- there. Of course. Um, I think also to your point, like maybe this is just their arrangement and they're like, yo, whatever we do it our way. Open marriage. Cause also one thing in these photos from today is he continues to not wear a wedding wedding ring. So like maybe he just doesn't wear a wedding ring and that's just how he rolls now. Yeah. I remember, I don't know that many British men and I don't, I'm not really up on British like wedding ring. Traditions. I just, norms. Yeah. I just remember that Prince William doesn't wear a wedding ring. He just never had one. Um, and that was considered like somewhat acceptable, at least to a certain generation of like stuck up upper class people. Um, yeah. also if you don't, I don't know if you don't want to wear a wedding ring, honestly, in COVID, I haven't worn my wedding ring since March. So it's like, I don't know. I can't be bothered. So you also aren't traveling all over Rome though. I would, by the way, I'm jealous. I, I would wish I was traveling all over Rome. looks great. Same. And a lot of masks in the background. Shout out to everyone in Rome. Yeah. Th- I mean, there is an element of that to these photographs as well, as well. Right. Of just like, none of us can be doing this right now, um, in any way. And then they're just having a great time. I'm really wondering what it's like to be Lily James today. So I, I believed in Lily James and Chris Evans, which is not to say it wasn't real. And it is not to say that that was like for, for the paparazzi. Cause I actually don't think that was, I don't feel like Chris Evans does that based on the Chris Evans body of knowledge that we have, Mm -hmm. but no um, pun intended. No pun. Exactly. No (laughs) pun intended. Um, (laughs) but, uh, no, I was thinking it too, Amanda. I'm glad you said it. Um, I just, yeah, I, I mean, she's having, having a good time, you know, after many years with Matt Smith, she's all over the place and I support well, it, I guess. I, I, I mean, mean, she's not, not hurting anyone. Yeah. I, I mean, I wonder how this day is going for her particularly. Um, and, I'd want to hide. Know, I would want to hide too. And the, the thing that like makes me that I still feel a little bit icky about, because I, 
I'll, no one cares. No one asked for this, but I'm just going to share my personal emotional timeline while following these events. Um, cause what Please else do you have to do? I, I care. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So I saw the photos and I had the instinctive human reaction of being like, Oh my God, now I'm going to look at these. And then I felt really guilty and icky because I know that it's invasive and bad for me. And then I was also kind of like, I, I don't know what's going on here. This is not really my business. And this is just putting a lot of people's who I like don't even care about. It's not like I wake up every day and I'm like, what are, what is Lily James and Dominic West and Catherine Fitzgerald up to today? But, you know, now something that doesn't fit like conventional norms is happening. And so I'm, I'm looking at all the things and I felt weird. And I was like, I, maybe I'll just like not participate in this and not whatever. And then the press conference happened and the handout happened. And the handout for me was the moment when I was like, well, this is now something that I'm really invested in because this is unusual. It's this on the is record. Real quirky. It's, it's, it's on the record. And they've made some unusual choices in, in how to handle a pretty stereotypical like celebrity snafu, as you said. But I do still have a little bit of anxiety of now we're just going to have to do the, you know, Catherine Fitzgerald versus Lily James, like whole Homer. I don't have any interest in that. Me and neither. Like, and, you know, Dominic West is obviously the um, consistent figure here. And I feel like we're in for a week of like the affair listicles, which I'll probably read. 17 the- ways Dominic West is like Noah Soloway. Seven, 17 ways Noah Soloway would have never let this happen. Except he would have, right? Like, isn't that the whole point of the affair? I only watched a season and everyone just handled that terribly, was my understanding. And then it got worse. Noah Soloway made all of the wrong decisions, every right. single one. Okay. So, <laughs> but um, he was, he was, he was less famous than Dominic West. I, it's kind of weird that Dominic West is so famous. I mean, I guess that The Wire is just absolutely iconic as evidenced by the fact that we are doing a podcast about it called Way Down in the Hole with yes. Jamal Hill and Van Lathan. Um, the Affair has a, ra- a rabid audience of me, Mallory Rubin, and Bill Simmons. Mm-hmm. And he's also one of my favorite movies, 28 Days with Sandra Bullock. What's your favorite Dominic West performance? There's so many, seriously. That's true. I'm a big fan of The Hour. Um, I really oh, right. recommend the first two seasons of that. If you have, if you haven't seen it, I believe it, it was streaming on Amazon prime for a while. Great show. Um, he's, he's been in a lot of stuff. It's just sort of like, he's a real, that guy to me, even though he is actually really famous. <laughs> yeah. And I do feel like that he has been in the consciousness as McNulty for so long and yeah. then kind of reinvented as the, as, um, the affair guy that everyone does have a relationship with him. And his, that guyness is like being the charming rogue. So this makes a lot of sense, but I, I'm not really, I don't know how much I'm going to follow this going forward. Um, except to think about uh, making my own personal handouts on eight by 11 paper, which is also all I have in the home. And then just, what if I communicated to you solely in handwritten statements, I just, hold them up to, just hold them up to the zoom and then mail you one for, for your record keeping. <laughs> As you know, I love handwritten correspondence. So I'm in. Yeah, you do too. Um, you, I, I, I just, I hope everyone's okay. Very strange. Me too. That's me that's too. kind of what I have to say about this. And the quirkiness of it, I guess, made me feel a little bit worse, a little bit better about participating in it. But uh, just, just very strange. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. 
It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Let's move on. Okay. Let's talk about Megan and Harry. They're doing stuff. First of all, here in the United States, they settled with X17, which is a photo agency of which you have surely seen a photo they own. Um, they got an apology from X17 and they got the pictures back. And that basically um, it agreed to like not do drone photography of them anymore, which I think is like pretty big. Um and in general, like drone photography by paparazzi shouldn't be allowed is one of my takes, but whatever. No one asked me. I th- keep the drones away from me just in general. That's, that's yeah. kind of where I am. Yeah. Um, so they did that and then they've been making a couple of appearances. They, um, have been focusing their charitable efforts on organizations that help, children and families with young children in need. So they did a baby to baby event. And then they also, um, handed out meals, I believe with kids in Los Angeles. And then not related to charity last week, they were seen having dinner at Lucky's in Montecito with David Foster and Catherine McPhee, Catherine McPhee announced on that same day, I believe that she was pregnant. Um, and this led me to learn that, uh, Megan Markle and Catherine McPhee went to the same high school in Los Angeles, though Megan was three years older. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I confess that I don't really follow the, I don't follow Catherine McPhee at all. 
It's just not really in my particular interest set. And I am not as up on the whole David Foster universe as, uh, say, you, Juliet, are. I follow it very closely. I don't even know why. I don't know how I got here. Um, first of all, Lucky's is like a steakhouse, fairly stodgy in Montecito. It's like incredibly expensive. I think they stayed for three hours. Um, Harry and Meghan, very good about wearing their masks outside. Very, very good. Uh, we have we have not seen them unmasked since this pandemic began and the residents of California began. Um, yeah, I, I, I do wonder whether it's... Um, you know, I think like for celebrities, honestly, masks must be useful in terms of being out and not being as recognizable um, and also diminishing the value of a photograph, which is definitely something that Harry and Meghan are very interested in, rightfully so. Um, I So I do wonder whether masks are maybe not welcome, but less inconvenient for them than they are for us. And for most celebrities, that kind of makes sense to me. I I do also think that they are probably very aware at this point of what a photograph of them without their mask would um, result in coverage wise. They seem to be uniquely attuned to the negative press that they receive, which um, is, you know, probably not a very fun way to live. But in this case, at least, you know, they're wearing masks, which is a good example for everybody else. One hundred percent. I uh, I think you're right. Also, they just probably expect that every time you leave the house, they could be photographed, even if they don't want to be. I have I have one note on her style, which is that I thought it was like kind of like a weird quirk that she always had like her jackets over her shoulders, but not on when they were when they were members, senior members of the royal family. She continues to do that when she's out as just Megan, a private person. And as a, as a lover of outerwear, like absolutely adore buying jackets of all kinds, sweaters that are like jackets. I'm like inside currently wearing one, like just because I just find it baffling. It's very difficult to keep something on your shoulders without it falling off. Like that's just not a natural way for it to be worn. It's very confusing to me. Well, I don't really think that she's doing it on like a, uh, for the entire day, you know, it's, it's for a photograph. I think that it's like, it's probably going from a table to a car, you know, you can do it for 10 seconds, but I, I see what you mean. I, I also <laughs> like outerwear. I am. I was just very surprised that they would be willing to a be eating outside at a restaurant in public. Um, and from both a COVID perspective, cause I did, I, you know, in Los Angeles, I just, the restaurants are open for outdoor dining, but I'm not doing that as much. And also just from a publicity perspective that they're, they're so intent on protecting their privacy, which I completely understand and commend, but then going out with David Foster and Catherine McPhee at like the Montecito celebrity hotspot, it's a choice. There's like three street. There's like three blocks on one street in Montecito where there's like a few restaurants and like everything there is to do in Montecito basically. Cause like, it's very small. I mean, Santa Barbara obviously has more to do than that, but Montecito itself has one main drag with like a few restaurants. And so like, if you just camped out there, you would definitely get these pictures. Like it's, it wouldn't be hard. So like have to be willing to risk it. I just also, you know, we talk so much about, uh, how celebrities either avoid press or do get kind of in the, in a routine where the press know where they are. But they do have a very large house where they could have people over, you know? And I like, yeah. you remember how we used to talk about like, what does Brad Pitt do all the time? And there are many reasons why I want to know what Brad Pitt 
does all the time. And very few of them have to do with like my concern for his well-being in terms of his public versus private life. But it it like is fascinating to me that you very rarely like saw Brad Pitt out in public, even though he clearly, you know, he had talked about friends and he clearly has a dating life and he was like very interested in art and design. And he was like living a life that you can't see. And I've been thinking a lot about it. COVID, how we're all kind of doing that now, or like many people are in lockdown where you really don't, you aren't out in public that often, um, or you're kind of reconfiguring who you see and how often you are in public spaces. It's like, oh, we're all like Brad Pitt. Amazing Amanda Mental Gymnastics to just be like, I am Brad Pitt now. Um, But it is possible. So the going out in public and having David Foster and Catherine McPhee be like who you're photographed with. I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's interesting to watch them try to redefine their California celebrity and their Hollywood celebrity. Yeah. And, and sort of what is worth the risk and what is not obviously going out for dinner was worth whatever risk. And mm-hmm. there weren't that many photos, but there were some, at least now we know, you know, we know what they were doing specifically, just kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. Also, also a lot of, um, so many other rumors that are in the British press, but not the American press about them. That's one thing that I've actually found interesting is that the British press continues to run with rumors about them and their standing within the family. And like, it just dominates the sun, the express, the daily mail, et cetera. But there's none of that in the U S press, which like I'm, I'm happy about. And also I think it's like less interesting to Americans because they don't care about the Royal family by and large. Um, but it's just interesting that like that is still, still hounds them and kind of, in my opinion, like makes you understand like why they needed to leave the UK. Yeah. A couple of things. I think one of them that like, there is yet another book being, you know, peddled by some Royal correspondent who has a lot of connections in the UK press. So a lot of these are like excerpts and being, you know, written about because it's an industry like any other. I was also thinking a little bit about how much the like U.S. press right now is just dominated by the election. And there's yeah. just very, very little that isn't election related or Amazon Prime Day related that gets through the U.S. right now. And the, and the U.K. has its own issues, but is not on the same timeline. You know, one other thing we didn't talk about. So that? But it's it's royal related and it, but it has to do with Will and Kate and it's kind of an interesting juxtaposition, which is like sometime I want to say in June, there was a Tatler um, cover story about William and Kate and maybe honestly just about Kate Middleton, I think. And it was it it made some all the work she has to take on. Yeah, it was about Kate's like post Harry and Meghan life and just kind of part of the though I don't think they cooperated but repositioning them in the Royal family after, after Megxit, if you will. And it had some notable tidbits and some things that were not entirely flattering or, you know, not how you would have it written if you were Kate Middleton or the Royal family, everything like about her mother and Pippa to kind of to her weight, to the fact that she and like William consulted a psychic at some point. Um, And a few weeks ago, Tatler, um, the, the Kate Middleton and, um, and Prince William took legal action. And a few weeks ago, Tatler just excised huge portions of it. They just took it out of the online, um, uh, the online version. I don't know what they did with the print versions, but I thought 
that was interesting because, you know, it's the same strategy as Harry and Meghan. I think it was just possibly both uh, done a bit more behind the scenes because they have the institutional weight um, that Harry and Meghan have kind of distanced themselves from. And also just the lack of interest in that this battle was going on. Like, I I think people did care. Obviously, I know about it, but not in the same way. Um, Yeah, totally. And and so just that how the kind of management of of the press has become a major meta narrative for Harry and Meghan, which I think has its benefits as in the X-17 decision, which, as you said, like it's it's pretty rare that a paparazzi agent apo- agency apologizes for anything or agrees to call off any sort of behavior. But I do also think it has its drawbacks and that like every single thing becomes a, a an argument or a, some sort of meta criticism. And I include us in that of just how are they like handling the press? Yeah. Yeah. And so much of the conversation about them is not what they're doing, but mm-hmm what is being said essentially, which is one of the reasons why I think they're so deliberate with the, with the, the, um, action they take. And, you know, there's like so many reasons to be cynical. I think about Harry and Megan and we've definitely explored them. I have to say, I find it touching that Megan is like, thinks it's worth the risk of being political. Um, and like, it's worth the rebukes in the UK for being political as she's like wearing a mask and a shirt that's that are honoring Ruth Bader Ginsburg and obviously is encouraging people to vote. Like, you know, that hasn't been met kindly, but I really appreciate that. Like, even if it's some kind of calculated move, she's decided to use this moment and the attention focus on her to participate in like that conversation here in the country that she has chosen to be in. So, you know, I, I just am like, I'm happy to see it. I completely agree. And I also continue to just think it's absolutely preposterous that encouraging people to uh, use their civics rights and vote I know. Is, is considered political. It's like, it's I the mean, foundation of this country. Like, like, what do you want? We're through the looking glass on that one. And I mean, we're through the looking glass on a lot of things. So I completely agree with you. And I think to the extent, like, I, I know I've said this before, but the more that they do things, it, it all makes more sense to me. And when, yeah, and the vacuum and the kind of meta conversation around them, which is not entirely their fault, um, is a bit harder to parse. And the yeah. and the more that they get out there and kind of establish who they want to be as celebrities in like the post royal world, the more the more it all makes sense to me. That was one of the reasons why it was surprising to see them with um, Catherine McPhee and David Foster, because Catherine McPhee has been rumored to be a Trump voter or or Trump donor. I don't know if she'll be voting for him and I don't know about this election, but in the past, and I think she's a registered Republican and obviously Megan has been, I think aligned with not Trump. So she's kind of interesting. Um, you know, I agree. That's, you know, all I'll say about, about that. It's just also, I, I actually don't know whether I mean with any respect to David Foster or Catherine McPhee, but like it's, when they moved to Montecito and started the Netflix thing, you know, the Netflix production deal, I was like, okay, you guys are aiming for Oprah. You're aiming for the Obamas. And, and those are great aims. And it takes a lot of hard work and accomplishment to be Oprah and the Obamas. But, um, David Foster and Catherine McPhee are are not that, are are not that level of association, if you will. No, they're not. Okay. Let's move on. One last piece of Royal news. Crown trailer came out season four coming in November. Amanda, how are you feeling? 
I can't believe that this season of Diana is finally upon us. I, I do feel like I have been training my entire life to watch this series of television, which is a really sad sentence when you think about it. <laughs> um, but I'm excited. I, there is a lot of Diana. There is a lot of Margaret Thatcher. Um, it's I, just in terms of the source text of the eighties in the UK. Um, and, and those two very, uh, powerful and famous female figures I, sign me up. I also just like, I think you told me, and I, I'm going to hold you to this on the air. Cause I was so excited and I haven't stopped thinking about it. You told me a few weeks ago that you ordered the Tina Brown book, the Diana Chronicles. I sure gonna, did. And you're going to read it because it's like this, this, this season definitely speaks to the same time period. And I am just really excited to have people, um, to talk to you about Diana and the Diana Chronicles. <laughs> I just like, um, it's, it's my interests. I'm excited. I I'd like to, um, make a, a bold statement. Okay. I know that Paul Meskel's stock is soaring and probably mm-hmm. you might be able to get something of a deal right now, but in general, he's, his stock is probably outside of my price point. I'm okay with that because I am all, all, all in on Josh O'Connor who plays Prince Charles. 100%. 100%. And even watching the trailer, I was just like, oh, this is really hard because he is so charismatic and so much dreamier than Charles. I still think the the Charles episode of season three of The Crown is one of the best episodes. When I've he goes seen. to Wales. Yes. Um, yeah. Tremendous. He is so good. And they do say, like the Tina Brown book says this, everyone says that like, Charles as a figure is, and as a human being is actually, uh, like more charming and engaging, um, than people give him credit for. And the narrative never really caught up with him, but I like, he got so lucky that <laughs> Josh O'Connor is playing him. Like, it's crazy. He's an incredible actor. Absolutely yeah. incredible. If you watch the crown and you're trying to bide your time and you want more Josh O'Connor recommend the court, the Dorals of Corfu, which he plays, uh, one of the sons. Mm-hmm. And I just love Josh O'Connor. I like following him on Instagram, Joshography. It's a funny name. Check it out. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I also, in addition to loving Olivia Coleman, in fact, when I see pictures of the queen now, I'm just like, wait, that's not the queen. That's someone else. Cause I just so closely associate queen Elizabeth with her. Um, in addition, I, I, the trio of Josh O'Connor, Olivia Coleman and Tobias Menzies is mm-hmm. so unimpeachable. I mean, Everyone on the show is very good. Aaron Doherty as Anne is great. Obviously, Helen and Bottom Carter as Margaret is like forever iconic. And like, it's mm-hmm. almost a separate conversation about her and her as Margaret. That trio though of Coleman, O'Connor and Menzies is like, is my personal big three. So I love them. <laughs> I also just like, I love that they don't really have very big public lives. So all I have to do is judge them based on their work, which is excellent. And mm-hmm. additionally, the Terror, a television show starring um, season one, starring Tobias Menzies, is something that I think about almost every day and talk about very frequently with a group of friends. And so if you're also looking for more Menzies content in between Game of Thrones or The Crowd, I recommend The Terror. I couldn't recommend it highly enough. It's crazy. Also for Tobias Menzies content, I want to recommend one more show that you actually recommended to me, Juliet, which is This Way Up. Oh, Yeah. 
He's great. Delightful. In that. Yeah. This way up. Great watch. I love Menzies. Menzies might be my favorite living working actor. And like number two is Josh O'Connor. I just love Menzies. Edmer Tully forever. He's great. I feel like we haven't talked about these people since the last season of The Crown. And then suddenly they're your big three. And I love that for you and about you. And I really cannot wait to watch this episode, this season of The Crown and talk about it with you. I believe it comes out November 15th. Um, Fuck, I'm excited. Oh, man. Okay. Lastly, final note for the day. We just would like to acknowledge JLo. Though, though we don't care for the Instagram account Dumois, and I um have been thinking about this more. Perhaps we'll circle back on it on this podcast. Dumois posted what is alleged to be JLo's skincare routine, and it includes about 50 products. So it's not just her skincare routine, it's her alleged beauty writer, which is all of the products that must be on hand anytime that she makes an appearance. And Juliet, it's 90 products, okay? Including a small section for AR, who we have to assume to be A-Rod. And I, I kind of, I agree with you about Dumois. I just kind of don't, I, it makes me feel uneasy. And I just also, we need things to be true. We need more verifiable things and less just kind of, you know, made up lack of accountability. But a beauty writer being real or not, I don't care. This is great content. If this is 100% made up, which it's like entirely possible that it is, it's still fine with me. I will say that I'm an enterprising cut writer went through uh, JLo's like interviews and a number of the products on the writer are things that JLo has mentioned in her own life. So if it it could be true. And if it's fake, then someone went to a lot of trouble in order to put this together. And I just also, I like the idea that JLo demands 90 beauty products, including, I believe at least 20, 28 hair products at every appearance. Like it's a very strange and scary world out there. And (laughs) most of us can't do very much, but I somehow am comforted by the idea of JLo like maintaining standards and just saying I am JLo. And when I go somewhere, there will be 90 products that I need, including four to five for my fiance. It accounts for all kinds of weather, you know, hot, humid, dry, whatever it is. She's got a hair product for it. People who demand excellence and precision tend to be successful. And that's how I'm choosing to look at this JLo situation. I agree with you. It's great. This also reminds me of something else, which is, um, in addition to buying the Diana Chronicles, I bought the medium Mariah Carey, which I can't wait to read. I'm currently reading um, the first Bridgerton book in anticipation of the Netflix show. But after that, I'll be reading the Diana Chronicles and then the medium Mariah Carey. And I will report back. I know a lot of it has been combed over in the press already, but I will let you know, Amanda. I'm looking forward to reading it also. It's on my list. And I, the, the thing I'm most excited about, I have read a lot of the anecdotes of the meaning of Mariah Carey. People have kind of aggregated them, but Mariah Carey herself is a storyteller, okay? Oh, and yeah. The, and the way that Mariah Carey shares the anecdotes and the stories of her life is what I personally am looking for. So I will also be joining you on that journey. I love a celebrity who credits their their ghostwriter or their, their writing partner on the cover as Mariah Carey does. That is like mm-hmm. a, cl- a classy move. So thank you, Mariah Carey. And thank you all for listening. As always, we'll be back next week.
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.